There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. We're going to play you some audio here in a little bit of the choir at King Charles's Coronation. <clears throat> Excuse me, Coronation. I want you to listen to it. And uh, tell me if you think they're singing about Camilla's vagina. That's not a joke. And wouldn't that just be something? Also, should Selena Gomez be drinking? And she's got her former best friend's kidney. But uh, let's let's begin this hour's news with Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. First. Um, books by Roald Dahl and Agatha Christie and other authors have been edited to remove language that might be considered offensive by today's standards. And Tom Hanks is speaking up about it. He says, I'm of the opinion that we're all grown-ups here. Let's have faith in our own sensibilities as opposed to having somebody decide what we may or may not be offended by. Let me decide what I am offended by and what I'm not offended by. I would be against reading any book from any era that says abridged due to modern sensitivities. And the reason that he's talking about this at all is he just released his very first novel. Oh, yeah? Another major motion masterpiece. And his own publisher, Penguin Random House, is behind the censoring of Dahl's books as well as those of P.G. Wodehouse. So it's kind of interesting that he is like, you know, Talking a little bit of smack about the guys that are publishing his book. But I wonder, I you know, I, I have not seen or heard any reviews about his first novel. I don't know how good it is. Another major motion picture masterpiece. I guess it seems like a logical segue when you consider there are a lot of accomplished actors and directors who are also writers. Mm-hmm. So why couldn't they mm-hmm. also write a, write a novel? I'm sure. Hey, they be successful at it. They tell and interpret stories. For a living. Why Have not? you guys watched his uh, A Man Named Auto movie yet? I'm not, but I hear I need to. It's just, it's on Netflix now. It, I just got targeted with the ad at the top yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. I guess it's supposed to be really good. He plays like a grumpier old man, right? I think so. I'm not even sure. I think the reviews were mixed on it, but I, I think most people like it because it's easy watching and it's cute. I saw the original Swedish version, so I haven't seen Tom Hanks' version yet, and that was, that was really great. Yeah. I liked it. We got to take a break here, though. We'll get to Selena Gomez and the King's coronation and whether or not they're singing about Camilla's. I mean, honest to God, you have to hear this audio. It's just <laughs> everybody's talking about it, and some are scratching their heads. We'll get to it shortly, but first, let's check the roads. We've got Denise standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. December 8th. 8- 
always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. 2020. That night, I was invited over to my friend's apartment for dinner. Exciting, right? No. When I got there, it was a trick. There was no dinner. It was an intervention for me. Interventions for me are my least favorite kind of intervention. When I walked into my intervention, I knew immediately that it was an intervention. Do you know how bad of a drug problem you have to have? If when you open a door and see people gathered, your first and immediate thought is, this is probably an intervention about my drug problem. <laughs> this was my thought process walking into my intervention that night. Going to dinner with a friend from college. Going to dinner with a friend from college. Going to dinner with a friend from college. What's Seth Meyers doing here? Yeah, that was John Mulaney. You got to watch this special. That's from his Netflix special, Baby J. You're going to learn a lot. Yeah, he's one of my favorite comedians. He always has been, so. When you, when he, t- I mean, he goes into great him. detail about his drug problems and things that he did, and it's like, wow. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. It is crazy. He always seemed like he had it together, like, you know, from all of his stand-up performances, yeah. I, he never appeared to me like someone who was struggling. Yeah, cocaine, Adderall. I'm trying to think what else. There uh, were one or two other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pain I'm pills. sure a lot of people are able pills. to hide it well, I guess, for a while yeah. before it catches up. He wasn't them. hiding it from those comedians. He, he said everybody at the intervention were like A-list comedians. So yeah. he mentioned Seth Meyers. But, um, so he's good yeah. now? He's clean? And- oh, yeah. Been clean a couple of years. Went to, they went to rehab straight from his intervention. Well, that's good. Oh, with wow. all the dr- so with did. all the drugs, he had just he had he was two hours late to his intervention because he had to go get a haircut and meet his drug dealer, oh. and he walked in with like massive amounts of drugs, like a brand on him. new stash, massive amounts. Yes, and he said oh. he walked into the intervention and w- realized what it was. The first thing he said is, "I got to use the bathroom," <laughs> and, and they and they said no. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, it's intense. Yeah. Uh. Well, but his delivery is, you know, I'm great. glad he really went, though. Wow. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. And he, and he goes there. Uh-huh. Oh, he goes there. He goes yeah. there. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. All right. So Selena Gomez. Been some distance lately between her and her longtime best friend, Francia Raisa. Raisa Raisa. A little bit of shade being thrown back and forth. Now, Francia's father is a Spanish radio host who goes by the name El Cucoy. 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 That I don't know. That sounds I good. took Spanish. C-U-C-U-Y. How would you pronounce that? C-U? C-U-C-U-Y. Well, anyway, he says that because the, the, that the shade is being thrown because Selena started drinking after Francia gave her a kidney back in 2017. Mm. I mean, obviously, alcohol consumption puts stress on the kidney, and you can see how that might be insulting to the woman who under the knife to donate yeah. it to her. I mean, I can see that if I gave somebody my kidney and they weren't taking very good care of it. 
Oh, God, if you gave me and your kidney, you'd never let me hear the end of it. I would never give you my kidney because I know what you would do with it. <laughs> what would I do I with it? I know what you would do. He would take it out for a good party. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I also saw, too, that um, TMZ, like, caught up with this friend. I forget her name. What did you say, friend? Francia. Yeah, it's her. And she talks about how she doesn't talk about Selena Gomez at all because every time she says anything she gets bullied and she gets so much like hate speech towards her. From uh, Selena's fans. From all of her fans. And so they asked her to comment on it and she was like, I'm not saying anything. Because if I say anything about Selena, it doesn't matter. They just come after me. So they and they loved her in the beginning. They did. Boy, did they love but her in man, the beginning. They have really turned on her yeah. in a not great way. Yeah. That is what mobs do. Yep. Well, you may have missed it, but there was an X-rated moment during King Charles's coronation <laughs> on Saturday when Queen Camilla made her entrance. The choir in Westminster Abbey sounded like they were singing about her. But JJ. But JJ. <laughs> Now, of course, that didn't really happen, but what they sang was Vivat Regina Camilla. What does that mean? What is that? Yeah, what does that Vivat Regina Camilla with the I in Regina pronounced as a long I. It means Queen. Long live Queen Camilla. Vivat Regina Camilla. But what it sounded like was this. It sounds like I like vagina, Camilla. But that's not obviously. Again, what play it again. Yeah, it's. It's not supposed it's to supposed sound like It's supposed to be that. vivat regina, Camilla, but it sounds like. You like what? (laughs) (laughs) The TikTok user that I just lifted that from pointed out that it does sound like they're also singing wide-backed vagina, Camilla. (laughs) So Weird. So, okay, I thought she was like the queen consort. They actually call her queen Camilla. She's queen Camilla. So I was watching all the coverage. Yes. uh, Early morning eating my scone at Carrie's house. And they were explaining that even though the king had told his mother that it would just be the queen consort, that he's changed his mind. Yeah. And it, she is the queen. She's the queen. And so there was, a, you know, the, some of the commentators they were talking to were like, well, I don't know, but I don't think that was a very good choice. Yeah, but he gets to do whatever he wants now yep. as far as that's concerned. Because if you watched The Crown, back when they crowned Elizabeth... Prince Philip was the one that she he said to her, like, you are going to give me this title. Like, he was upset by the whole, what his title was supposed to be. And so she ended up changing it to essentially conform to what he wanted. Now, does this mean if King Charles dies that she just stays queen and she rules? Or does the crown no. immediately no, pass to William? she becomes like the queen mother or the queen something else. Or right. she has like a sidebar title. She becomes the queen stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> queen <laughs> stepmother. Oh, God. Yeah. But what's his name? William would go right to the top. Yeah, because wow. how old is William? He's like... He's my age. Well, I think he's around 40-something. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Early 40s. So he's probably qualified now. 
Oh, yeah. If, heaven forbid, something happened to Charles, he's... So is Charles in pretty good health? I mean, his fingers are always so swollen. I know. I saw that. I think about that. <laughs> what and kind of water retention? What's going on there? You know, it throughout the years... are just really small. <laughs> throughout the years, he seemed relatively healthy, but the, the first time I laid eyes on him and thought, gee, he's, he looks like he's struggling, Yeah, was during the coronation. Well, he's, he's in his 70s, right? He's 74. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Camilla is 75. Okay. So we'll see. I mean, his reign won't be anywhere near as long as his mother's was. Of course not. No way. Yeah. He'll be some- lucky to get 10 years in yeah. there. There was something I saw on TikTok where they were analyzing his hands, and then they compared him <laughs> to his mother's hands, and then they compared him to paintings of other past yes. kings and queens in that family lineage. Uh-huh. And they all had them. They all they had all the little sausage, sausage, fingers. sausage fingers. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I know I saw that over the weekend, Tim. It was like, why are sausage fingers trending? <laughs> and it was because of that like whole storyline that people kept yeah. talking about. Speaking of England, <laughs> somebody asked random people in England to try to speak like Americans. I mean, we just got through listening to, you know, this this choir which I guess, you know, when you add in the British accent and everything else, that's just kind of, I mean, we're joking about it, but this is why it sounds like what it sounds like. Viva. So we would have said viva, like how would an American? Vive. Vive. Vivat. We would have said long live the queen. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So this is viral video of... Brits trying to speak like we do. Let me see if I get. Oh, damn. The space bar here. Uh, it'll be just a moment, guys. You know, this uh, mouse. You and Literally, mouse. Coachella is the best festival I've ever been to in my life. Okay, that wasn't very good. No. I thought she sounded awesome, just like a Californian. <laughs> well, I'm Florida. She did How in the many? Beginning. Yeah, British actors pull off. Oh, like Kate American Winslet. accents yeah. so beautifully, and yeah, then I'm Nicole stunned Kidman. to find out that they're actually they're from Ireland, British or yeah. Irish yeah. or Australian. Yeah, like the the red haired guy on um, Grey's Anatomy. I can't remember. He plays Doctor Hunt. Yeah. He when you, he is interviewed, he has a very very thick Irish accent. Well, like the one Scottish Irish. The one that shocked me the most. Who was the who, the guy on House? Oh, Hugh oh, Laurie. Yeah. Hugh yes, Laurie, yeah. that guy, thick. Uh, Naomi Watts does a great American accent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of like there was a couple stars on that show you used to watch Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Kira, yeah. what's her name that does Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, Nightly. Yep, she's another one. Yeah, so this is again, this is British people trying to speak like Americans. This girl starts out like Fritz just said. She starts out with sort of this Southern California like Valley Girl mm-hmm. type of dialect, but then it. She gives herself away. Literally, Coachella is the best festival I've ever been to in my life. Can I have a glass of water? I literally cannot deal with all of these people around here. They're such vegans. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's really good. Funny. Yeah. I just want some meat, okay? A big fat cheeseburger and some fries would be so good. <laughs> I went to Coachella this year and there was like no vegan options. Oh my God, I'm like drinking a beer. I literally don't know anything. <laughs> We're literally, like, eating so much food today, drinking so many drinks. That is disgusting. That is literally what they said. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, Yeah. but I feel like we got the word literally from the Brits. 
So, I mean, because they always say, quite literally, the most blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They Lit- use it all the time. Literally. Literally everywhere. That's wow. literally not what I said. Right. <laughs> I know <laughs> literally what you said, and that was not it. Literally and literally <laughs> are two different words. <laughs> yeah. I love how when they ask the Europeans about the American accent, they directly go to... Like meat, the cal- meat and cheese, the California. Like they're not like imitating they go right to the Kardashians. Yeah, they're not imitating yeah. anyone from yes, Cleveland exactly. or right. you know Cincinnati, it would be fun to hear Philly. Them be like a country Southwest or something. How do you think people in Texas sound, or you know, in Tennessee, Louisiana? Don't mess with Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honey. Give you a Texas style ass whipping <laughs> right here. Well. Congratulations are in order for 79-year-old Robert De Niro. He is now a father of seven. Just goes to show it's never too late. Casually revealed the news in an interview with ET Canada. Didn't mention who the mother is, but last month he was spotted with rumored girlfriend Tiffany Chen, and she did have a baby bump. As for De Niro's six other kids, he shares two with his first wife, ages 51 and 46. A set of 27-year-old twins with a former girlfriend and two with his second wife, ages 25 and 11. Mm. I know. Yeah. So uh, could you imagine being 51 and your dad having another baby? No. <laughs> no. Also, I, I also am just like, you're a father at 76 to a newborn? 79. 79? Like, how involved are you? You know? Napping. Are you getting up in the middle of the night? No. He is to go to the to bathroom. Pee, so he so yeah. might as well. He'll just do the thing, too. Right. Crazy. I mean, he probably, uh, you figure a guy like that, he goes into these relationships and says, listen, you know, I've done well for myself and I love kids. So if you want to do this, I'm down, but don't expect me to like. Do yeah. all that stuff. Right. Yeah, but maybe he has Just the, go in forewarned. The yeah. financial support, though. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I'll maybe give you he, all the exactly. help you need, but it's going to be financially. Well, it's yeah. just such a bummer for the kid. I'm not Because, you know, up. the kid's that's not going to have a dad for very long. I know. I was afraid to say that, Jen, because for fear of getting judged by some way, well, shape, or form. Sad. But I, mean, I do that's, feel that, that would way. Be like, a, that would be a bummer. What kind of life are you going to have with your, your dad? You know, going to have a relationship with their 50-year-old are you going to remember? Your brother and remember? sister are old enough to be your grandparents. Yeah, that makes me sad. MTV News has been forced to shut down after 36 years wow. as part of the layoffs at their parent company, Paramount. Uh, we're seeing layoffs all over the entertainment industry right now. In fact, we uh, came across some video, some old video of Kurt Loder. Kurt so he can finally get a day off now since they're closing down the newsroom. Uh, is, he, is that still a thing? He does. Kurt Loder so. does the. I don't think so. Oh, I was gonna. Say. This is Kurt Loder, thirty-five years ago on MTV News back in nineteen eighty-eight. Okay. Remember the intro? Oh, yeah. I'm Kurt Loder. This is MTV News. For the first time since Wham! toured here three years ago, George Michael will be playing outdoor stadiums in the U.S. on the just-announced final leg of his current tour. These are the October dates, and as you can see, with the exception of the Summit Arena in Houston, all the shows are at 50,000-plus football stadiums. Meanwhile, Michael's Monkey single has just arrived at the top of the Billboard chart, putting him in the rarefied company of Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston, the only other performers to score four number one singles from the same album. That's the news for now. Stay tuned for more music on MTV. MTV News. You hear it.
first. Kurt Loder's got to be like now. 80 now. He's got to be. I, I saw him a few years ago somewhere, and I was stunned at how old he was. Oh. I was like, wow. Because, I mean, he was probably 40. Oh, he's 78, Jen. Yeah. Uh, he looks pretty good still. Looks the same. Just about a year before the internet would grow in popularity, this is how many heard the tragic news of the death of Kurt Cobain on April 8th, 1994. I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News special report on a very sad day. Kurt Cobain, the leader of one of rock's most gifted and promising bands, Nirvana, is dead. And this is the story as we know it so far. Cobain's body was found in a house in Seattle on Friday morning. He was dead of an apparently self-inflicted shotgun blast to the head. Police found what is said to be a suicide note at the scene, but have not yet divulged its content. Cobain, who was 27, had reportedly been missing for about six days, according to his mother. And that was wow. the only way you got entertainment news outside of Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. Was MTV News. That's true. Before the internet was as popular as it. Were there cell phones in 94? Yeah. In the car. Not on like, uh, not every, like everybody's not got like, one. Yeah. handful of people did, but yeah, I mean, there were no smartphones. No. No. Well, that is your latest E-News. MTV News. You hear it first. Yeah. All right, coming up, three headlines, two fake, one real. Guess the real headline. And win tickets, a pair of tickets to see Moulin Rouge, the musical, on uh, Wednesday, week from tonight at the Aronoff Center. But first, Denise Johnson has your latest track. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's snack time with Jim. Come on everyone, let's have some snacks with Jim. Snack time with Jim. Let's see what snacks Tim has for us today. Hi, I'm Miss Haran. We're second graders from OLG, Our Lady of Grace. What is the best way to be a good mom? Raise money for your child to go to college. Oh, that's that's a smart one. I was thinking more like treats. Bring your kids out for ice cream. What's your order? Um, Oreo Blizzard. What about your mom? What is she like? She can't have ice cream. What does it take to be a really good mom? Bring your kids to like. Places like trampoline places, rock and jump and stuff. Keeping them active? Yep. You know why they do that? Uh, to tire you out. Yep. <laughs> What's it take to be a good mom? To support your child. It makes me really happy. That's uh, good. That she's right yeah. next to me every single day. Mother's Day's coming up. What What does it mean to be a good mom? What does it take? For her to take me to Kings Island. Oh, man. Are you ready for this summer to go? Yes. What's your favorite ride? Dive and back. What does it take to be a good mom? Make sure they're okay and pay to rent. Do you help with any of that? You got a side job or anything? No. To take care of your family by helping them with stuff. What do you help your mom with? Cleaning the house. Who cleans the bathroom in your house? Basically me. Does she pass that off on you? Yes. Yeah. How many boys live in your house? Three. Yep, that's definitely a boy job. What does it take to be a good mom? To take care of your kids. That my mom loves all of her, 
her kids that she has and loves everybody in the world. She takes me out to play at the park. We like to play tag. That's a good that's a good mom because if a mom wants to play hide and seek, that just means she ain't feeling it today cuz she'll just let you go hide somewhere for a while. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, I can't find you. Um, I am really good at sports. I play football a lot. To be a good kid, listen to your teachers and um get good grades. All right. Well Great job, everybody. Good answers. Over in uh, Coleraine at uh, Our Lady of Grace. I was, I believe, the second grade class. How cute. Good yeah, answers. They were ready. There. They were really quiet, soft talkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this teacher's dream. <laughs> it's 11 after 7. Uh, looking ahead at sunny skies. See uh, higher on 77 today. And then uh, tomorrow looks pretty good, too, for your uh, for your company outing. I know. I'm really excited. We're doing a Cincinnati Reds company outing tomorrow. We got a bunch of people going from here, from our sales department, our programming department, and Everyone has their, and permi- their permission slip is signed. Yes. We have our buddy we're going to sit next to on the bus. I know. Is Tim driving the bus? <laughs> Oh, I that would be was. so great. You are responsible for getting yourself there. Oh. You know, oh. that yeah. way you can come and go at your very yeah. own leisure, which the, is probably smart because yes, you'd have agreed. one straggler. Yep, you can't be waiting all day. And you can wear shorts to work tomorrow. Oh, I want today. <laughs> Violating the dress code. Yes, I'm very excited. You know, we it's not too often like all of us hang out outside of the building, usually on occasions. You know, but, but commingling the departments is I something know. else. It's big. It's risky. It's going to be such a good time. Yeah, and this was not a small effort. I mean, negotiations were held with the management of the company. Oh, yeah, because some Fritch, people were holding out for more. Fritch, Fritch had to has, get a budget appropriated. Yeah, Fritch has high demands. I'm just kidding. Oh, she, has a, she has a very definite definition of fun. Yes, I do. And there are only so many activities that the fun committee will support. Right. You know what was I? I also enjoy when people. So anyone listening, honestly, that would like to like tell us what you do at your work for fun. If you guys have anything fun, just email Taking us. recommendations. Yeah, Jeff and Jen at wkrq.com because I think the last time we talked about this, someone sent me a note that they had a macaroni and cheese bar. Oh, at their work one day. That sounds good. Which was like different types of mac and cheese. Or you can have like just a big type of mac and cheese and then different toppings, kind of like a mashed potato uh-huh. bar. And then, you know, the Options. ideas were just rolling out of my brain at that point. <laughs> wow. Yeah, maybe somebody will throw an idea your way. That Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I know like companies like TQL and mm-hmm. a lot of the oh, they ho- do a lot of stuff. and a lot of yeah. the hospitals locally will do fun things. It's not always food based, you know, like a wow. talent show. People will do. We're not doing that here. Yes, we are. We're doing a talent show. I, at some we got point, a stage. We, we got a built in stage. Well, that started because our general manager, Mike, was like, I really want to hear Natalie Jones do some of her stand up. And oh. I was like, well, maybe we could get Natalie to open the talent show with some stand-up. And then Big Dave, who works down the hall at B105, and Play Jesse, who does the afternoons, they do a... Jesse used to be in a singing duo 
when he was younger. With so his yeah. twin brother side by side. Yes. So they had a, a band. I'm like, we could do like a whole thing here. Well, and the best part about it is you don't have to participate. Yes, but you, Jeff. <laughs> but you can watch. But you, Jeff, I've already got you on board to do the MC of the talent show. Oh, happy to. I, and I, you know how I said we could get that done is it has now become a pivotal meeting. So oh. you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she had to get she had to get Mike Frederick to sign off on a pivotal meeting classification because that's what's in Jeff's contract. Jeff has Jeff it written in his. We joke about this just so you know where it's coming from. Jeff actually has this in his contract, his employment contract, that he only has to attend pivotal meetings. You yes. know, there are days. <laughs> Where I think some members of this staff are thinking, you know, that's something I should probably try to work into mine next time. I don't know how you define pivotal. That's where I, I suppose I get a little lost. Yes. <laughs> but Jen, I think that you would be uh, really good also at singing, like some sort of acapella song. Well, no, you know, tap. I'm a bit of a triple threat. Or, yes. you know, I mean, I, I could put I on my tap shoes. So I could sing, I could dance, and I could do some sort of interpretive reading of some sort all at the same time. I think it would be really fun for the listeners. Yeah, do some slam poetry. <laughs> I yeah. will. That'd be great. Let, I will. There we but go. But I think it would be poetry fun for slam. all of the listeners. Like, what if we went live on all four of our stations? You're going to stream it? Yeah, we would go live on all four of our station uh, Facebook pages. Because we have four radio stations here. And we just go live across the board from the Howard Well, you give Talent us enough show. of a heads up so I can prepare oh, something yeah. extra special. I need more than a week. We could sponsor it. Do it for charity. There's so many endless opportunities here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my brain is just working overtime. I mean, are you going to have to do I mean, there are so many talented people in the building. To avoid it being a four-hour talent show, are you going to have to do auditions yes. and then choose? No, we're just going to regulate it to like one hour, and each person will only get, you know, max A couple time. of minutes. Yeah. Auditions would be funny, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then who's telling who's telling the ones that don't cut it that they don't get to participate? Oh, I will. You know, I've got no problem. <laughs> you you've got a buzzer or a gong or something. You can let them know that they I'll are. Give them, you know, they're not. You, they're not. If you get in, you get a like that. A gold. You get a gold not, bell. Get, ah, ah. <laughs> what the bloody hell was that? There you go. You're out. I'm sorry. Ladies, let it go. Seriously, you got to let it go at some point. Hot moms, enough already. Enough. I can't take it anymore. Mothers, mothers walking around with big fake boobs and tight little juicy sweatpants on and little thongs hanging out over their babies' heads in the strollers that they're pushing around. You know what? Mom should look like my mom looked when I was growing up. Just defeated, okay? Defeated with a dead look on her face, like she's gonna leave the family and go on a killing spree at any minute. <laughs> Hopeless. These women aren't ready to be moms, they're trophy wives. And I'm not picking on women, there's trophy husbands out there too. There are trophy parents that aren't ready to raise their kids. Don't have a kid unless you're ready to raise it, okay? I don't have any kids because I hate people, as I said earlier. <laughs> and I think it's a conflict of interest, personally. <laughs> Yeah, we got second date update coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Um, we were just talking about this story they had on the Today Show this morning of this woman from Utah who wrote a children's book. Oh, this is awful. About coping with grief. Yeah. After the death of her husband. 
she's been charged with murder. This is horrific. Wow. Just insane. Authorities believe she killed him. Wow. She made him a Moscow mule and put fentanyl in it? Yeah. I yeah. was just reading about wow. that. Poison him with fentanyl. Do we know motive here? What was going on? Any word on that? Like a boyfriend or something? Or boyfriend maybe she just or... Didn't wanna... Oh. I, yeah, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. So my husband passed away unexpectedly last year. He was 39. It completely took us all by shock. Um, and we have three little boys, my kids, and I kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced last year. That's in it. I know. Well, and they said that she, um, like, she went on and said, like, you know, the first thing I did was call 911 and blah, 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 blah. And now they're showing that she was, like, sending text messages and, like, talking to other people and didn't do anything. Like nothing was even happening yeah. in her house. Yeah. Wow. It's, this is coming to Dateline. I can't oh, yeah. wait to see it. I mean, it's going to be so interesting. So did it say how they caught her? Since all this time has gone by? Uh, let's see. She allegedly attempted to change the life insurance policy to put her as the only beneficiary. Yeah. And the text messages were a part of it because when she was doing television interviews, she was talking about that. And then the police was like, hold on, we, we looked at your cell phone records and that's not what you did. And evidently she had purchased a large amount of fentanyl for a client or something like that. Who? How did she purchase? Where did... Client. Who I don't know. It was like it was. It said something along the lines of like she purchased a large amount of fentanyl from somebody, saying it was for somebody else or something. Hmm. Yeah, she and her husband were married for nine years. They had three young sons together. Um, on March fourth of last year, Eric was found deceased at the foot of his bed. Uh, Corey said that on March third, they were celebrating her closing on a house for her business. Yeah. She said she made him a Moscow mule in the kitchen and brought it to their bedroom where he drank it in bed. Corey said that shortly after she went to put one of her children to bed and fell asleep. She told police she woke up around 3 a.m., felt that Eric was cold to the touch, called 911. She claimed that she left her phone plugged in her bedroom while she was with her child. However, her phone showed that it was locked and unlocked multiple times and that there was movement on the phone. And there were also several messages sent and received during this time window, but those messages have been deleted. So following an autopsy, it was determined that Eric died from an overdose of illicit fentanyl. Wow. Medical examiners said the amount of fentanyl in the system was approximately five times the lethal, the lethal dosage. Wow. And that it was ingested orally. Yeah. So they, they seized several computers. Uh, her phone was seized as evidence. According to the charging documents, Corey had contacted her friend several times after asking if she could get a prescription pain medication for an investor who had a back injury. Investor, there you go. Some hydrocodone pills were left at a Midway house that Corey was flipping, and Corey left cash for them. But then two weeks later, she reached out to the same friend and said, hey, is there any chance you can get something stronger? Like, I need some of the Michael Jackson stuff. That's a direct quote. Wow. She specifically asked her friend for fentanyl. That fentanyl, that just scares the crap out of me. 
So on February 11th, the friend gave Corey 15 to 20 fentanyl pills, which mm. Corey reportedly paid $900, $900 for. Wow. And she thought she wouldn't get caught. That's what blows That's what my always, mind. That always, yeah, just fascinates and me. And she was so high profile by writing the book. Right. And doing interviews on it. Doing the media press tour. Well, I'm sure she thought that that would, you know, keep everybody thinking she was this heartbroken, devastated wife. Oh, it's crazy. And mother, yeah. And, you know, you look at this woman and the life that she had, and you, it just on the surface, it looks perfect. It looks idyllic. Sure. Just goes to show wants. you, you never know. I'm Lester Holt, and we'll never see you know. next time for more Dateline. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be, it's probably going to be either this weekend or next. Um, I guess so. I just saw a movie. It's really good. It's called Decision to Leave. And I got it off of Apple TV or whatnot. It's relatively new, but it's a Korean movie. It's for, it was made by the same studio that did Parasite. Oh. And it's a crime mystery, and it involves the usage of fentanyl and access to it. And I'm not giving anything away by revealing that, but but it does play a role in the, in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just mind-blowing to me how easy it is for people to access stuff like that. Yeah. Well, there's a story today that I was reading. I think it was on Fox 19 News that there is a new fentanyl in town that they're calling rainbow fentanyl. And it looks just like little tiny sprees or like little tiny so candies. Yeah, it like, looks like candy. candy. It looks like candies that kids would eat, like the Smarties. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. It looks like Smarties. Right. Horrifying. And, mm-hmm. you know... Listen to Lakshmi Smarco on any day. Our Hamilton County coroner tell you that she'll tell you that she's seen a huge spike in fentanyl-related deaths. Yep, mm-hmm. just here in Southwest Ohio alone, but it's it's happening everywhere. Scary. Uh, okay, second date update. Got a brand new one. Let's do this. <laughs> Weatherwise, beautiful day, lots of sunshine. See a high around 77, right now 49, Cincinnati's Q102. So Facebook went so all in on this idea of the metaverse that they renamed their whole company Meta. Mm-hmm. How'd that play out for them? Not good. Business Insider just did a big article on it. And they say the metaverse is already dead, dead on arrival. Not surprised. In fact, they even posted a a jokey obituary with a headline, rest in peace metaverse. Wow. Yeah, Facebook went all in on this in late 2021. So, I mean, not even two years ago. Well, I remember remember when they let go like of 10,000 employees or whatever it was earlier this year. That was a sign. Well, I remember someone saying, well, those are the people that they brought on to run the universe, the metaverse. The metaverse, right. That didn't play out. Yeah, it was late 2021 that they announced they were dumping tons of money into building a virtual reality universe for people to basically hang out in. And they renamed the parent company of Facebook Meta. Well, and they've done all this, like, trying to do all this branding where they're changing everything to meta business this and meta blah, 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 blah. Yep. And I don't think people really know what it is at all. They don't. And they, that's yeah. a big part of the problem. Yeah. So 
according to the article, they basically abandoned the idea and they're going all in on AI research instead. They're oh, just like, geez. forget the metaverse. We're all about artificial intelligence now. Mm. And the article joked that the metaverse was preceded in death by other failed tech ideas. I mean, think about all the things that were sort of coming down the technological pike that everybody said, guys, heads this up. Is this is the biggest thing ever. Yeah. You need to get or you need to follow or you need to learn more about dot, dot, dot. Google's smart glasses. Next big thing. Remember, they called it Google Glass? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To be clear, Facebook is not shutting down the virtual reality platform Horizon Worlds, which a lot of the metaverse was uh, centered in. Uh, they actually just claimed the metaverse could add as much as $760 billion to the U.S. economy by 2035. Uh, so they're, I guess, Still holding out hope that maybe someday down the line this will catch on. But uh, Mashable recently called Horizon Worlds a virtual ghost town after it only had 200,000 monthly users by the end of 2022 throughout the entire world. Facebook's goal was way more than double that. Yeah. Well, you know, they can't hit them all out of the park. No, and a lot of big businesses that jumped on the metaverse train early on have already hopped off. Disney's out, Microsoft is out, Walmart is out. They've all recently cut their metaverse projects. And when you look at the numbers since 2022, Meta, the company Meta, dumped over $100 billion into research and development for it. To put that into perspective, the entire company is worth around $600 billion. So that's, yeah. That That's was, so uh, much money. Oh, my God. That's just unimaginable. Yeah, just poof. Yeah. So. Hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. We didn't need it anyway. No. No, obviously. The Facebook <laughs> of eight years ago was perfectly fine. Yeah, agreed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got? Let's talk about self-checkouts here for just a second. This is a hot new term, tipping fatigue. Tipping fatigue. It's when you're sick of constantly being asked to leave a tip in situations where it used to be considered weird. But wait, you haven't done anything. You've simply rung me up. Yeah. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal just did a big write-up on how we're even being asked to leave tips at self-checkouts now. We are. Who are we tipping? Exactly. The person asked. that's hovering over the checkouts that comes over if an item doesn't scan correctly or something. The person that reads your ID when you're yeah. trying to buy the booze. What is, is that? What? Well, some examples here. Someone bought a $6 bottle of water at a self-checkout kiosk at the Newark airport. Okay. Oh, my gosh. And I kid you not, the thing asked them if they wanted to leave a 10 or 20% tip. Yeah. But is that Who am because, I leaving it to? But is that because they're setting... So I've noticed this more on like when you do the iPad or Apple Pay things. Like I wonder if that's an automatic thing that you can set up when you pay that way. Because it'll give you the suggested. Like when you use Square, when you use Apple Pay, it'll be like 15, 10, 20, or 25%. Or you can go to no tip. Like is that the way that the machine is set up? Oh, I it's possible. I, I, I get your point. Maybe. But it just, it felt like emotional blackmail because, to your point, there wasn't an attendant anywhere to be seen or found because right. it was an airport kiosk. Oh. 
That's hilarious. So you're pretty much on your own as opposed to like going to Kroger where if you run into trouble and you need your, I don't know, your ID checked or your coupon's not working or this thing won't scan. Yeah. You know, there's at least somebody there to back you up if you run into problems. Uh, another incident, uh, another incident, another instance, it's probably a better, better word for it. A baseball fan grabbed a beer from a self-service fridge at Petco Park in San Diego. A self-service fridge. <laughs> and it asked him to leave a tip. Now, those do have attendance in there, I think, sometimes, too. Like, when you go to Great American Ballpark, when you walk into the right, they have that little, like, grocery mm. store kind of thing. And there's somebody in there kind of helping you out. Well, he said at the self-service fridge, he was confused because he didn't know who the money was going to. And he couldn't back out of it. Like, it only gave him the option of 10 or 20%. Yeah. So he just hit hit the tip button, 10% or whatever it was, to just be done with it. And uh, Business Insider followed up on it to find out, you know, what, what was up with that. And I guess both organizations said the money does go to employees. It just feels weird to leave a tip when you didn't actually interact with any employees. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they just didn't do anything, I mean, other than run your credit card. There's probably research that's been done that says... People will feel guilty and give you something. So and agree. go ahead and put the button on I, there. There's a name for it, and I've already I saw it somewhere. Are there, the employees even seeing the money though, or is it going straight to the no clue. pockets of the no the clue? Man? Well, I what just about, don't know. Like we're going on a vacation soon, and I've joined like the chat group or whatever, like for this particular place. And this place does an automatic gratuity of fifteen percent on the purchases. And that goes into the pool for everyone else. And a lot of people have been discussing, do you tip on top of the 15% they're already taking? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, I do the extra 5% to make it 20. And then other people are like, no way. They're already putting it on there. I'm not giving them another dime. Right. It's it, And it's such a in-the-moment decision. You know, because mm -hmm. I, I was surprised by another tip option somewhere I was. And I'm like, I, I, no one has done anything except run my credit card. I, I don't understand what I would be tipping for. And companies are thinking, you know, we don't like to pay our employees as much money as we're paying them. So we're going to try to pay them less and kind of shift that burden on to the consumer where we'll make them feel guilty for not tipping them an extra 10 or 20%. And that's exactly what happens. For grabbing a bottle of water in a self-service fridge. Yeah. God bless. Mm. Yeah, I got my hair cut yesterday, and the woman who cuts my hair, you know, is pretty high tech. She's self-employed, and she's got one of those little, you know, card swipey things, yeah. and she's got it on an a iPad. Square. And is it a square? I mm -hmm. guess, something yeah. like that. And when it comes time to do the tip, you know, she's handing you the iPad. Yep. But... Instead of doing the emotional black blackmail thing where she's, like, looking right at you, she literally, like, she holds her iPad out and she turns her head. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to... Influence in the moment. Right. And I She'll just, look later. I so appreciate <laughs> that. Oh, she'll see it later. But. Sure. But she still knows. Yeah. I mean, because what happens is when you do that, you give it back to them and it pops up and says... What, what the, the total what is. What the total is. Right. Yeah. So they yeah. know immediately. I'm okay with that. 
But yeah. I appreciate the, <laughs> the whole turning of but the head But, you know, thing. When, it, when you are doing that directly with the person who provided the service as opposed to <laughs> the service being provided and then you go to a checkout counter and you're working with somebody completely different. I'm totally fine Dude, with that. Are, are you more likely to leave a bigger tip if, the, if you're standing there handing her the iPad versus if it was a total another person that was checking you out? Probably. But in this case, I was inclined to leave a bigger tip for not looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> no eye contact, 50%. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Joseph is looking for a second date update. He went on a date with a lady named Ariana, and we're going to try to help him out. Hi, Joseph. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy to. How did you meet Ariana? I met her on Match. Don't laugh, but, you know. <laughs> it happens. This is the world we live in, my yeah. friend. Is there shame associated yeah. with Match? I thought everybody did it. Is that going away? Well, I, I kind of like to meet him live in person, but, you know, I gave Match a shot, and uh, I liked it. It was good. Great. So you met her on Match, and what did you do? You communicate, like you text back and forth for a bit until you feel comfortable enough with the person, or did you just ask her flat out? I just went straight for it, asked her flat out. So uh, we met up for dinner at Peru, super cool new place, and just really had fun. We were getting along great, lots of talking and laughing. I felt really comfortable with her, and she seemed really at ease the entire time. We actually ran into some old friends of mine, and they joined us for a while, and that was really great. She got along great with them, and, and they really got along with her. They liked her. Um, they both called me the next day and said they thought she was the perfect fit for me. So, Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. I mean, they've known me a really long time, so that meant something. Okay. Good so far. Yeah. So after three hours or so, we left, and I walked her back to her car. She hugged me and thanked me for a nice night. I told her I'd talk to her soon, and she said that'd be really nice. So I left there thinking I'd be seeing her again. But no, (laughs) not a word from her. None. Hmm. Did I hear you say that you guys were there for three hours? Yeah, it was a vibe. You know, it was nice. No, it's easy to do because we had reservations at 630 when we went last week. Mm -hmm. We didn't get out of there until close to 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. Well, you get into restaurants, though. You sit down and you have a drink and then you order an appetite and then you have another drink and then you have another drink and then they bring (laughs) But we also had like friends came by and said hello. So you Uh, get in a conversation. So the next thing you know, it's like, holy crap, we've been here almost four hours. Long time. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh Well, you know, that's nice. Now, do you do a lot of dating? Uh, Not really. I've been in like, you know, a couple long-term relationships. I'm kind of that that kind of guy. Okay. You know, long-term, not a lot of dating. Okay. But, uh, you know, All right. So you're not going now. out with one or two women, you know, two or three women every week or two. You're selective and, or are, are you yeah, getting around? Totally. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not getting around. I'm a, I'm a good guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we take a break? When we come back, we will call Ariana and see why she suddenly became so scarce. Hmm. Very confusing. That'd be not, I mean, that that's a fun night. You guys hung out. And if yeah, the friends liked yeah. her, that's an even better sign. But that is a good sign. I don't know what happened. Have you ever had that happen, Jeff, when you introduced a new woman that you were dating to a group of friends and they said to you, oh, Jeff, you need to hang on to this one. That's a good one. That's a good fit for you. Yeah, usually it was like, dude, she's fantastic. Please don't f- 
picked this up. Is that? <laughs> You're like, well. <laughs> I tried to hold on to her, but, nice you try, know. Buddy. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll call Ariana as Second Date Update continues here. Cincinnati's Q102. Joe's not a big dater. He doesn't date around. He's more of a relationship guy. So he met Ariana on Match. Asked her flat out if she wanted to do dinner. She said yes. They went to Baru, had a great time. It was like a three-hour dinner. They ran into some friends who joined him for a little bit. Even the friends said, dude, she's fantastic. Yeah, how about that? And it seemed like she had a great time, too, because she was laughing a lot. She was very responsive, very engaged. When he said, hey, can we do this again? She said, that would be nice. Hmm. Then she went cold. Didn't respond to any of his texts. He left a voicemail, didn't return his call. It seemed like a magical night. Everything went right. I just, I don't understand. Okay. Let's call Ariana. Hi, this is Ariana. Ariana, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you this morning? Uh, Jeff and Jen, like from the radio? Yeah. Oh, hi. How are you? You got a few minutes? Uh, Yeah, I have a few minutes. What's up? Did you go on a date with a guy named Joseph recently? I did. How do you know that? Because he called us, and boy, does he like you. Mm-hmm. You're popular. Yes, and you sound very cool. In fact, his friends really liked you. That that feels good to hear. I'm glad. Good to know I made a good impression, I Everybody guess. likes you, Ariana. Mm-hmm. So where you been? Uh, I've, I've been around. What do you mean? <laughs> well, you guys met on match. You go on a date. You have this great dinner. It sounded like it went for a few hours. You met his friends. They thought you were great. They even said they thought you were, like, perfect for him. Wow, you got a lot of details. Oh, yeah. He went through the whole thing. But I think he's also a little bummed because when he tried to reach out, he didn't hear back from you. And I don't know, maybe he didn't give you enough time. You've been busy. You just haven't had a chance to get back to him. Well, I mean, as much as you've heard, there feels like a big detail that's been missing. Okay. Started out pretty great. I think he's a really nice, charming guy. Yeah. But when we were sitting there, this couple walked up to us, and it was obvious that they knew each other really well. He got up and hugged them both. He introduced me and asked if it was okay if they joined us. Totally fine by me. Really liked the vibe of a group conversation. Seemed like lovely people. Yeah. They sat with us. We wound up just ordering dinner all together. Are you going to tell me they're swingers? Oh, stop. No, that was not the detail that he clearly left out. Like I said, totally lovely people. But what he didn't tell me was that the woman of the couple was his ex-wife. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. When he got up to go to the bathroom right before dessert, Mark, his friend that was with him or with the woman, laughed and said to me, Hard to believe these two were ever married, huh? They're just so different. Oh, she laughed oh, wow. it off, and I had to act like I knew already. I, I felt foolish. Oh, my God. But after they left, you would think Joseph would have been like, by the way, that was my ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. And 
after they left, why didn't you say something at that point or ask? Well, I thought about it. I thought about, you know, when he got back to the table saying something like, so your ex-wife, huh? Just to make light of it. Yeah. But I don't know. In the moment, I was just taken off guard that I wanted to wait to see if he would tell me. In retrospect, I probably would have done it differently because I liked him, but I was just so shocked he didn't say anything, not even after they left. And I left thinking it was just so messed up that he didn't say anything. Oh, see, you showed such incredible restraint in that situation because the first thing out of my mouth would have been like, wow, you have a great relationship with your ex-wife. That was amazing just now. I mean, do they have kids together or? I don't even know. (laughs) We didn't get that far. Wow. And like I said, in retrospect, I probably would have done it differently because I did like him. But I was, I don't know, it was, you forget to mention, that's a big detail. And they were clearly happy to share, but he wasn't. And that just felt weird. Yeah, that does seem kind of weird, Joseph. I got to admit. I mean, it's not that big a deal. I mean, this happened years ago, like decades ago. Decades ago? How long have you been divorced? 20 years. Okay, we're going to start doing math. Give us the, what's the scoop on your marriage, the first marriage? Okay. I'm assuming it was your first. Yeah, it was my first. I mean, we were super young. Like how super young? Like 16, 25? That's so relative. Like right out of high school young. Okay. You were kids. Barely 18. Yeah, babies. And she got pregnant. Mm. And it just seemed like the right thing to do. I loved her. And um, she lost the baby. Mm. And we ended up separating. But we stayed friends. It was super cool. So did I you mean, grow up together? Know. Were you did you know each yeah. other like Childhood your whole life? Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. From middle school. You know, I've known her my whole life. You know? Okay. Yeah. It was twenty years ago. Mm. So then where does Mark come into the picture? Did you stay friends with her and then she met Mark and married Mark and then you just got along with him and you all became friends or what's the dynamic she's there? Married, she's been married to Mark for like fifteen years. And I've known him forever. So both of them have been in my life. We're like all friends. Yeah. So you've cool known stuff. Mark since you were a kid, too. Practically. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just so one me. of those people who I just want to get it out there now. Just yeah. so you know, <laughs> there's a history here. There's a- no kidding. Yeah. Yes, there's a history. And we're not swingers. <laughs> so you guys know. <laughs> That's God. funny. So I don't see it as a big deal. And I'm... Super, super sorry you found out that way. I, I would have loved to have known that the night of the dinner. That just I, that would have helped so much. I started telling myself so many stories about what that dynamic could have been. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal to have been married before. Yeah, I, I'm just try- I'm really trying to put myself in that position. I keep running this over and over in my head in that situation. Okay, I'm at the table. I'm with her. I'm on a date. They come over. Hey, how you doing? Oh, my God. And then they sit down and they hang out. I would feel compelled immediately to be like, okay, so point of history here. 
Jen and I were married a million years ago. Uh-huh. We split up. We were very young, 19, but we've been friends our whole lives. And yeah. now you know. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, that would be you. I think you that are would be me. really in the minority of people. Let's I just think, put it out there. Yeah, because I think most people would be afraid to say something because it might freak them out or it might make it awkward at the table that it's better to just not know and then maybe talk about it later. This yeah. is my ex-wife. We still have sex. No. Right. I swing with them now. Right. <laughs> no, that would be weird. That would be weird. Is that something else you would have admit at the table, Jeff? This is a couple that I like to swing with. Yeah. We still bang. <laughs> no, I don't know. No. I mean, would you have told, like, if you guys would have continued to date, at what point would you have mentioned the fact that you used to be married to her? You know, I probably would have mentioned something on the next date. You know, funny story. There's a history there. I, I just feel like it's too late at that point. Yeah. Though. Like, because now I feel that's going to be even weirder when you bring it up. So remember that couple <laughs> that, we, do, that we spent three hours with? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, really? Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. But Ariana, really, ultimately, it's up to you. I mean, how do you feel about all this now that they Joseph kinda has kind of explained it? Or given his side of the story, would you be open to reconsidering a second date with him? Now, knowing the background, uh, I definitely liked him and would want to go out with him again. But I don't know. I, I want to know what else he isn't telling me. Yeah. How many other wives have you had, Joseph, that you're still friends with? <laughs> None. That was it. And yeah, I'm not married. No, no funny business going on. I'm uh, single and available. And I would love to see you again. Well, I'll let you take me out to dinner then. We can do a take two. Fantastic. I love it. I promise to be more transparent. You ask me anything and I'll let you know. All right, get ready for an interview, buddy. Oh, boy. Ah. <laughs> Here's, yeah, here it comes, because you got off easy on that first date. It was probably more chill and laid back, and you had your friends kind of interrupt and join, so it made it less intense, but you're in for it now. I'll take it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Oh, wow. You can handle it. Okay, we'll no set doubt. it up. Joseph, Ariana, thanks for coming on Second Date Update. Joseph, you hang on, because we'll set up all the details with you and Ariana. It was a pleasure meeting and talking to you over the phone. Thanks so much. Thank you. You bet. All right. If you need a little help with the second date update, we are here for you. You just send us an email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. There's a scene in the movie that I was just telling you about, Decision to Leave, uh-huh. where he's at the market with his wife and he runs into this woman who he had a non sexual affair with. Okay. An emotional affair. I guess. Okay. Who was previously a suspect. And eventually exonerated. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they launched into this non-sexual affair. And it lasted for about a year. Okay. So a year passes. He moves. And a year passes. And then he runs into her in his new town. Okay. At the market. Yeah. And they don't say anything in the moment. But, you know, there's like these knowing glances. Like they they recognize each other. And she explains to the wife that I was a suspect. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he eventually cleared me. Yeah. But the looks between them and the wife picks up on it. Like that. Right away. Oh, yeah. But it was so well done. Yeah. And any movie, any dialogue, any scene where 
nothing's it, there's no words but it's all in the face the mm-hmm. ex, the face is so expressive sure. it says a thousand words it's just that's my favorite that's yeah. the best ever is when a face an expression says a thousand words and you see this facial exchange you know these looks these glances exchange that they're not they're so subtle right it's so well done yeah but you but know you that know. she knows and then oh, that's when her yeah. suspicion is aroused and yep now there's trouble it was so good you know who else is really good at that as an actress is actress Haley lou richardson if you don't know who she is she starred and she was one of the characters in uh she played portia in White Lotus, the second season. I haven't seen the second season yet. It's really good. Yeah. Is it better than the first? I thought so. Yeah. I liked it better than the first. But her face says a thousand words. Like, just you could zoom in on her face and she says nothing but mm-hmm. just her facial expressions. And where she's really good at that is in the movie Columbus, which is about the, the architectural stylings of like Columbus, Indiana. If you've ever been to Columbus, Indiana, it's this unique town in, in the Midwest that mm-hmm. has probably more mid-century structures, buildings, architecture than any other town in the Midwest. Okay. And so there's a there's a whole sort of coming of age story in that with that as a backdrop. Gotcha. And she's the star and she's relatively young. You know, she's like late teens, probably. She's maybe 18 or 19 years oh, old wow. in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's so good in it. And it's not in her acting so much as it's just, well, it is acting. It is. Yeah. 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 Not in what she says, but in just her facial expression. Says a thousand words. Yeah. I love characters like that. I love movies like that. There are some people on the planet who are like that. <laughs> that you, you can tell more by their facial expression than what's actually coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So two movies to put on your watch list. Decision to Leave, which I got to tell you, it's a Korean movie with subtitles. So if that. That's not your thing. If that's not your thing, having to read while watching a movie. It's hard sometimes. Then decision to leave might not, it might not be for you. Uh, But Columbus, and they filmed a lot of it in Columbus, Indiana. That's also really good. Neat. So put that on your watch list. Okay. 822. Coming up, your shot at $1,000. The 1K letter of the day is coming up Thanks next. for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.